Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Power Up Podcast, entitled Lead It or Leave It, with your host, church consultant and leadership coach, Chanel Ramsey. I'm excited about what we're going to share. We've been on this topic of surge. We've been talking about it. I'm, I'm sorry, not surge, shift. I want to talk to you about surge a little bit later. But we've been on this topic of shifting. And um, one thing that I realized in the process of shifting is that um, you can't really capture it all in one conversation. So we've been having multiple conversations about shifting. And today I want to conclude that discussion um, with some shift tips. Okay, so I want to give that to you. So before we begin, those of you who know me, those of you who don't, my name is Chanel Ramsey. I'm a leadership coach. I'm also the CEO and founder of Power Up Urban Leadership Network. And so um, about three years ago, maybe four now, the Lord gave me this idea um, to really start to fill the gap of empowerment in the body of Christ. Um, as you know, and some of you may have experienced this on your own, is that you come into the body of Christ, you get saved, you give your heart to Christ. Hey, Jerry, thank you for joining me today. And then all of a sudden you are now assigned to a place in ministry you have a heart to serve but you didn't necessarily um, get equipped to do that task you didn't necessarily have what you needed the tools the information the know-how to do it effectively and and here at power up I've always been saying this is not enough for us to just serve we want to serve well why because we serve an excellent God so why give him anything less than excellence and so um, I've been on an assignment for the past couple of years to help fill the empowerment gap by providing training Training to those of those people who are in ministry that say, hey, I want to be better equipped for my assignment. I don't want to just do it. I want to do it right. And I want to do it well. And so we've been on assignment doing that. Welcome, Lawrence. Thank you, Georgia, for joining me today. So I've just been on um, on this journey with the Lord to really empower urban ministry leaders so we can work smarter and not harder. And I believe that there are some avoidable mistakes, avoidable. Hey, Lady Dion, thank you for joining me today. Um, there are some avoidable mistakes in ministry that had we just had the information or someone to give us the um, know-how, we could have avoided those mistakes. And so I'm on this journey to just make sure that people are not just in positions, but they're empowered in those positions. And so that's really heavy on my heart because as a leader, I experienced so much frustration that, hey, if somebody just would have taught me the right way, we could have avoided all of that. Um, and so I've been on this journey doing that, but we've been talking about the shift. I don't know about you, but as we are moving into these months, I don't know if you felt it, but I have felt it. Honey, we are shifting. The Lord is opening up the heavens and he's releasing this new shift in ministry. He's releasing shifts in your prayer life. He's releasing shifts in your personal circle. Um, and your businesses. And so we've just been on this journey about the shift. And so um, I want to take this time to make sure that we're not just um, having a spiritual encounter, but we're able to take what's happening in the spirit and apply it in the natural. One of my leading gifts um, is wisdom. One of my leading, my strongest gift, I would say, and, and, and my personal opinion, my strongest gift is the gift of the word of wisdom. Um, and the Lord gave me that gift in actually activated it within me when I was a teenager. And so what? Uh, why am I bringing up wisdom? Because in order to shift, you need strategy, right? And strategy is wisdom. It's the how to. Okay, we hear this term shift. We hear what God wants to do, but how does he want to do it? What is my role in it? How do I partner with God? How do I co-labor with the Holy Spirit to accomplish God's will in my life? And so we're excited about this journey. Thank 
Thank you, Elisa, for joining me today. Thank you guys for joining me. Make sure that you are inviting your friends and followers to join in this conversation because today's the last day I'm talking about the shift and I don't want you to miss this. I've got three powerful tips I want to share with you on shifting because again, it's not what you do, it's how you do it. Every shift, every shift requires strategy. Come on, say that with me. Every shift requires strategy. Okay, and strategy is something that's God-given. When the Lord begins to download into your spirit the, the correct instructions, the blueprint on how you are to make this shift and how you are to make this journey. And so we've been talking about shifting from stagnation to success. And my God, that was a good conversation. I was listening to some of the videos. If you missed you need to go back go back about four weeks okay and we talked about stagnation honey the stagnation has to do with you feeling dull sluggish inactive it says uh, um slow pace like as if you have a flat that's stagnation it also means that I love this this last term terminology. It means it's characterized by the lack of development, advancement, or progressive movement. Honey, some of us have been stagnant. Whether we want to admit it or not, we have been in a stagnant place. And stagnant also means there's no current flow. And so we talked about the flow of God last week. We, uh, the week before last, we talked about the flow, how to renew your flow, how to get in the flow. And so, so I want to just admonish you to go back, go back look into those messages listen to them once again because I believe it's going to be a blessing to your life as we talked about the flow that thing it, it really really did something to me because we talked about being full but you can't find your flow and how frustrating it is to walk around full it's like a, a woman that's pregnant past the nine month due date honey she just want to get it out okay and so a lot of people are full but they can't find their flow and we talked about stagnation and that aspect and we've been just talking about how to shift to success thank you prophet jonathan small is on thank you for joining me andrea is on thank you for joining me nina thank you for joining me We've been talking about this shift to success. And again, like I said, every shift requires strategy. Meaningful success requires strategy. So in order to shift, you need to have strategy. The other point we talked about with stagnation is stagnation is the opposite of forward movement, right? If you're not moving forward, you are stagnant. Where Where's your life stagnant at? Because sometimes you can be stagnant in one area and flowing in another. So everything doesn't have to be off schedule, but you have to identify what's stagnant. And also a couple of weeks back, we talked about the difference between being stagnant and in the waiting room of God. There's a difference, honey, because sometimes we look at our lack of movement and say, oh, I'm in stagnation, but you might be in the waiting room of God. And so we talked about that. Y'all got to go back. You guys have got to go back because I believe that the Lord wants to shift us. And I believe that at the end of the day, um, it, we have to co-labor and cooperate with the shift. Um, hey, Rel Scott, thank you for joining me. Terrell, thank you for joining me. Um, and so we talked about that. The other thing we talked about that I, I, I really, really loved is we talked about strategy and the implementation thereof. We talked about strategy. So many times we make things spiritual when it requires a natural collaboration, right? Oh, y'all got to hear this. Hey, Nick, thank you for joining me today. So I've been reading Acts chapter 12. Now, listen, 
Acts chapter 12 have just been really stirred up in my spirit. Acts chapter 12, where Peter was locked up here, Peter's in jail. The Bible says that he has two guards over, over on each side and his, and his hands and his feet are chained. He's in chains and he has two guards. And the church begins to make intercession for Peter for his release. Because remember, James just got beheaded. He just was killed. So here it is. Peter's in jail. They're making intercession for him. And the angel of the Lord shows up to Peter. Y'all got to read this in Acts chapter 12. The angel of the Lord shows up to Peter. Peter and says to him, rise up, put on your clothes, op open the door and leave. Right. And the angel releases him from the chains. He stands up, puts on his clothes and he leaves. Now, that might not seem really great to you, but the powerful part that keeps sticking out to me is the angel only did what Peter could not do. And so many times in the body of Christ, we're waiting on God to do what we can do. You have to realize the angel didn't put Peter's clothes on for him. The angel took care of the chains, but Peter had to put on his clothes. And one part that that really, really stirs me up is when I begin to look at the body of Christ. Sometimes we over spiritualize things and we don't co-labor with Christ and do our part. We have to do our part in the process. So when God is talking about strategy, when God is talking about shift, he releases a strategy. When he says shift, rest assured, if you listen and you lean into that revelation, you lean into what he's saying, he's going to release a strategy. That strategy is your part in the process. And so here it is. Peter's there. He says the angel released him from the chains, got rid of the guards. And then Peter was able to leave after he got dressed and he opened the door and he left. You have to realize that this part of the supernatural requires your cooperation. You have to do your part. Remember Naaman? Okay, Naaman, you're going to be cleansed from this leprosy, but you've got to do the dipping. You have to get into the water. And so I want to encourage you to seek the Lord for your part. What is it he requires of you in order for you to be able to shift from stagnation to success? And so we've been talking about that. So y'all ready for these three tips? Because we're about to go deeper. So I want you guys make sure that you're inviting your friends, your followers to join us today as we go in a little bit deeper into this topic of shift because God wants us to cooperate and co-labor with the Holy Spirit. Like I tell everybody, I am a grace preacher. I believe that when you rest, God works. And when you work, God's rest. But there is in that resting, it doesn't mean inactivity, but it does mean that you are confidently at peace with God's plan and his process so that you can see the manifestation, which means if I'm going to be in the plan, let me cooperate with what he's doing and move at the pace of God. So here it is. We're talking about shift. Hey, Jamila, thank you for joining joining me today. So we're talking about shift. Okay. Up. If you guys are in, you're, you're listening, you're tuned in. Let me see some hearts, some thumbs, so I know that you're ready to shift. Hashtag this whole situation shift because we're about to move forward. Here's some power tips I want to give you, and I want to make sure that we are connected. All right. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Give me some hearts, some thumbs up. Let me know that you're ready to shift. You're ready. I hope you're ready. Okay. So here we are. Today, I want to talk to you about this shift, and this is kind of like my conclusion to the whole matter. Here's some things I need you to know. Hey, Lisa, thank you for joining me. Here's some things that I need you to know. Leaders, leaders are required to shift. 
leaders are required to shift. You cannot begin to shift an organization until you first shift um, personally. So shifts are both personally, personal and organizational. Shifts are both personal and organizational. Remember, I'm a leadership coach, not a life coach. So we're going to talk about the organization. Shifts are both personal and organizational. But you cannot begin to shift your organization until you first shift. We don't really understand most times why we see the things that we see in our organization. And when I say organization, I'm talking about your church. I'm talking about your business. I'm talking about your ministry. Some of the things we see as, as fruit in in those organ in your organization, your church, your business uh, is actually a direct result of your life. It is directly result. So if you're stagnant personally, you will begin to see that stagnation impact and affect your church, your business, your organization, your ministry. And so here's the thing I want you to know. Shifts are both personal and organizational. Shifts are directional, right? Shifts are directional. To move in a direction, you have to shift. Think about it when you're in a car and you're about to shift. It's directional. It's because you want to move forward in a specific direction. That's why strategy is important. You don't want to just move and not have direction. Okay? The next one is shifts don't just happen. You have to shift. All right. Now, I know I messed up some people's doctrine because you like God said shift. And so I'm just going to sit down and wait for it to happen. No, 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 no. When you're in the car, that driver has to put his hand on that gear and begin to shift. So in order to shift, you need that strategy. God's going to give you that strategy so you can shift the gears to get you where you need to go. Here's the thing about strategy. Strategy thinks about the future, but it implements in the present. It thinks about the future, but it implements in the present. So if you have uh, if you have this idea or something that you want to do, an endeavor, an initiative, a plan, uh, a project, um, something that you want to get off the ground, a new ministry, a new direction for your ministry. You you think about it in the future. This is where I want to go. Here are my wins. I want to define the win. W.I.N. What works? What will it look like when we are successful? What does it look like when we do it right? OK, that's how you define the win. Paint the picture of the future. However, the path to getting there is your strategy. It's your how to. It is your method on getting to that win. It is your course of action that you're going to take. Why? Because you can marry your mission, but you have to date your method. You have to marry your mission, your mission, whatever you're called to do in life, whatever you feel is your purpose, whatever you connect to your passion. Yes, marry that, but date the method. Why? Because your strategy can change. Your method can change. Your how you get there can change. You know the what, but now we need the why and we need the how. OK, so you marry your mission, but you date your method. OK, because strategy thinks about the future, but it implements in your now. OK, so here it is. Your strategy, your strategy is only as good as its implementation. You cannot stay in thinking mode. So many of us get stuck right here in our head. We have this idea. We think about it. We think about it. We think about it. We even vision cast for it. In other words, we start telling people about it. We announce it. But there's no plan. 
There'll be no progress if there's no plan. How do we get to that defined place? Okay. How do we reach that mission that we married? <laughs> what is the method? What's the route that we're taking to get there? What's our implementation plan? Implementation is so important. Why? Because your shift requires strategy and your strategy requires implementation. It is only as good as its implementation. Strategy is only as good as its implementation. Shifting also affects your velocity. If you want to increase your speed, you have to shift. Some of us are saying, hey, I want to shift. I want to see things produce in my life, but they're not moving at the pace that I needed to move at. You need to shift. There's something, there's an area, there's a release of a strategy you need in order to increase your velocity. So now we talk about shifting. Let's move on into this a little bit deeper. Now we're talking about shifting. The smallest shift you introduce, you implement is going to require some change. Okay, we're in the midst of the shift. However, it may be spiritual. It does require some natural components that you have to discuss. We have to co-labor with Christ many times. Here we go. I thank you, um, Vermel, for joining me. Thank you, Sharice, for joining me. Lisa, thank you for joining me. Lizzie, thank you. Naomi, hey, hey, hey. Thank you guys for joining me. I hope you're getting something out of this talk because it, your shift is personal and organizational. So you can shift personally, but then your organization have to shift. And many times, and I say organization, again, I'm talking about your church, your ministry, your team, your business, um, any of those things, your initiative, your projects, your plans, okay, any of those areas. Many times we look to spiritual outpours to fix organizational issues. I know I just made somebody mad right there. I'm going to say it one more time. We look to spiritual outpours to fix organizational issues. We look to spiritual outpours to fix organizational issues. No, 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 no. The, the spiritual does help. Let me say that. It does help. But what it does is it gives you an opportunity or a launching pad to introduce the shift. It gives you opportunity. It presents space for conversations that need to happen in order for the shift to take place. Um, it, it massages the heart and prepares it for the seed you need to plant in order to see things begin to shift. It does not necessarily fix organizational problems. And sometimes we think a revival will fix the issues we're having with our staff or with our team. Uh, um, no, you, you have to realize that God is going to release a strategy that's going to help you to apply what he released in the spirit. Many times we look to spiritual outpours to fix our organizational issues and we end up what? Frustrated. Thank you, Pastor Carby, for joining me. Thank you, Elder Travis, for joining me. Thank you, guys. We're talking about the shift because the shift has to be both personal and organizational, right? So don't look to just the spiritual component to fix all of your organizational issues. Um, sometimes we think a prayer service is going to then begin to fix our organizational problems or the issues that we're having. A good service doesn't make your team turn in their projects on time. 
a good service, a revival doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden your your team, your organization, your auxiliary is now going to be able to produce their projects um, um, at a better quality or, or in more excellence. That does not necessarily happen. So we have to stop saying, okay, we need to fix this with more spirituality when in fact God is saying fix it with more practicality. So you take what you have in in the spirit and you co-labor with that. You partner with that. Let God give you a strategy to begin to implement so you can see the changes affect your organization. Now, I know that's hard for some people because we feel like God is just going to fix everything. He's just going to do everything. But I'm telling you, there is a portion, um, there is a grace release that God gives you in order to implement his strategy so you can see the results he promised you. It's like this. Go back to go back to Joshua chapter one. He says the land that I've given you go and possess. Uh huh. The land that I've given you go and possess. Wait a minute. How did you give it to me? But yet I don't have it. He gave it to me, but I don't have it. The, the, you, the land I gave you, go and possess. Okay, so there's a part that Israel had to play. Yes, it belongs to you. Now go and possess it. You have to activate it. That's what faith is in, in its essence. It's a positive response uh, to what you heard. It's your actions as a result of what you believe. It's your actions as a result of what you believe. So if you believe that you're in the midst of a shift, God is releasing a shift. This is what we believe. We sense, we know, we got it. Now we have to now say, okay, what are my actions that are in alignment with that word that I believe? That's how, my, that's how I implement my strategy. Okay. And so a good service, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily fix um, organizational issues. Okay. A good service is not going to incorporate your church and give it a 501c3 because you anoint it. Mm-mm. You could be an anointed, you could be anointed and unprepared. You could be anointed and unqualified. Like you, you, the, the, the anointing destroys the yoke. It doesn't, <laughs> y'all, y'all better stop. I'm going I'm to leave that right there because <laughs> we have to now take what we are receiving and learn how to apply it. That's really the struggle of discipleship too. You know, when you really start to think about it, I mean, that's really the struggle of discipleship, getting people to be disciples, not just converts. Take what you heard now, begin to renew your mind in it and apply it. So here we go. So every shift that you make is going to require change. Somebody say change. Just say wherever you are in your car, at your desk, outside, sitting outside for lunch, wherever you are, say change because change is not something that's always easy. It's not something that's always comfortable, but it is something that is necessary. Change is necessary. Here we go. Change is necessary when there is a discrepancy between what is happening and what you would like to happen. Okay. When there is a discrepancy, which means it doesn't match, it doesn't match what you, what you visioned and what you see in your reality. When your reality does not match your vision, there needs to be change and change needs to happen as a result of your implementation of your strategy. Okay. The difficulty lies not so much in developing new ideas as in it escaping the old ones. 
So our difficulty is not really about can we come up with new ideas is how do we get the people that we serve, those that are on our team and our churches and on our auxiliary, on our boards to leave the old ideas and begin to embrace the new ones? Because this is about how do we get our vision to match our reality? Okay, it requires a shift. Change requires the capacity to initiate, implement and sustain. <laughs> I just said something right there because we're great at starting stuff. We can initiate. Mm -hmm. Initiate is good. But can you implement and can you sustain? Right. Change requires that you build in your ministry, build in your organization the capacity to initiate, implement and sustain. If you are, um, hi, Juliet, thank you for joining me today. If you are in, uh, let's look at it personally first, right? Personally, you say, hey, the change I need to make is that I need to lose weight. I'm going to initiate it. I don't begin losing weight because I announce it. You can't, oh, I want to lose weight. Okay, you're still going to have that 10 pounds you want to lose. It doesn't start that way. So you say, okay, I'm going to initiate losing weight. So you create a plan. That's your implementation. Now your plan can't be something you can't sustain. You say, oh, I'm going to go to the gym every day for two hours. Your schedule doesn't allow you to do the gym every day for two hours. So the plan that you want to implement is, implement is not sustainable. So you want to, again, that's how we look at it in the natural, but in, in ministry, in your, in your church, on your teams, on your auxiliary, your boards, um, in ministry, you can't just announce change and expect it to happen. Hey, Christine, thank you for joining me today. You say, okay, well, we're going to change. God says we're going to shift. There's going to be a newness. There's going to be fresh. We're going to start over. There's going to be some new things that we do. We're going on a journey. It's time to shift. You announcing it, but you didn't initiate it yet because you don't have a plan to implement. And then once you get that implementation plan, is it sustainable? Don't start any change you cannot sustain. Because at the end of the day, that's the thing that actually gets us to a point where we say to ourselves, I started it and then it looks as if you are not you started it and then it looks as if you are not um, able to continue it. So you actually look like um, you look worse off. It's like, okay, I start and now I can't finish. And so it creates this lack of momentum. It creates this feeling of, um, of lethargic among the team, because again, everybody wants to move forward. And if you start this pattern of stop and go, stop and go, stop and go, you're going to lose a lot of people. So you don't want to start anything that you can't sustain. Here are some questions for you to consider when you're thinking about change. What would it take for me to implement it? What would it take for me to sustain it? So what is my implementation plan and what is my plan to sustain it? Okay, so here we are. Here are your three tips. One, two, three. Number one, leadership shift tip one. This is your shift tip number one. Change must not end with your announcement. <laughs> Announcing it is not the same as implementing it. Change must be piloted. 
That's good. Change must be piloted. Effective organizational leadership is more about managing the journey of change than announcing the destination. You got that? Effective organizational leadership is more about managing the journey of change than announcing the destination. Hey, Heather, thank you for joining me today. Once we announce it, you got to pilot it. You got to steer it. You have to give it direction. Number two, involve people in planning the change who will be impacted by the change. Involve people in planning the change. Involve the people that's going to be impacted by that change in planning the change. Why? Because people who are left out of shaping the change have a way of reminding us that they were not important. They have a way of reminding us that they are really important. That's what I wanted to say. People who are left out of shaping the change have a way of reminding us that they are really important. Honey, they will come back for you. They will come back for you. <laughs> they will. They will. Um, there'll be a lot of resistance. Okay, because three there are three types of people or three ways people um, look at change. Okay, you have your early adopters. Okay, those are people that are going to jump right on board. They love you. They love the vision. They're willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. You're going to have your resistors, right? You're going to have the people that resist change because of personal reasons, um, or they're going to resist change because they don't understand. They don't have enough information. They're going to resist change for a couple of reasons. Then you're going to have your advocates. Okay, these are the people that not only do they like what's going to happen, but they're going to champion it among the people. Okay, so you're going to have those three type of people. Those here's this thing I want you to take note of. Those who plan the battle really, rarely battle the plan. Isn't that good? Those who plan the battle rarely, R-A-R-E-L-Y, battle the plan. If you if you invite them into the t to the room, you pull them into the table, right? They will help plan the battle and they won't battle the plan. Okay, that's really important. And leadership shift. Tip number three, making changes will invite concerns. Address the concerns, don't ignore them. Address the concerns, don't ignore them. People are at different levels of readiness for change. The difficulty, the difficulty is not always in planning it out, but getting people to buy into it, okay? Because just because you get the why, why the change needs to happen, doesn't mean that everybody else gets the why. It doesn't mean that they get it. Um, you could say, oh, well, we're moving in this direction and this is what I believe God is saying and this is what we need to do next. Everybody doesn't get the why behind the what. So you need to take time to address their concerns, um, be able to do it in an expeditious way. OK, don't let it linger. OK, because just because they don't get why the change is necessary doesn't make them the devil. It, it doesn't make them, you know, get thee behind me, Satan. They're not Peter. You know, they're not, you know, or maybe they're Peter, not Judas. Maybe that's what I should say. Sometimes people are just resistant to change. There are four levels of concerns, right? When people hear change, there are four levels of concern. First, personal, then implementational, then impact and collaboration, all right? People have personal concerns. How is this going to affect me? Implementation concerns. How are we going to do it? Impact concern. Once we do it, what will it affect? 
And third and fourthly, collaboration concerns. Who do I have to work with in order to get this done? Those are usually your four types of concern, four levels of concerns that people go through and deal with. So you want to address those concerns. So while you're planning your shift and while you're, you're downloading your strategy, we want you to start thinking about those terminologies. Start thinking about those things because you have to include that in your implementation plan. You have to prepare for it. Right. You have to have a premeditated response. Don't think that all of a sudden because you announced it, boom, everybody's just going to get on board again. Shifting is both personal, but it's also organizational. And I wanted to talk to you about that today. So I hope you got something out of this conversation because this has been really good to me. Hey, Darnell. Hey, Renee. Renee is on. Thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for joining me today. This has been something that's really been on my heart about this shift and being able to save, save you time, save you energy, save you from heartache, unnecessary heartache, unnecessary changes in ministry. If you prepare, because remember, shifts are directional. Shifts don't just happen. You've got to make it happen. And shifts affect your velocity. So if you want to increase speed, you want to move faster, the smallest shift is going to require change. It's not what we do. It's how we do it. So I hope you got something out of this talk today why don't you invite somebody share this on facebook make sure you let them know you've been on with leadership coach chanel ramsey and you were talking about the shift and we talked about three tips to shift i hope you guys wrote those things down because that's really really good it's going to be vital to you shifting not just personally but organizationally because we're we're ready we're in the midst of it god is releasing strategy he's giving us the plan the understanding what we need to do how we need to do it in order to make it happen while we're talking about this, I hope you are going to meet me on Saturday, August 26th at 6 p.m. at 20 Grand Avenue in Brooklyn, New York, because we're having the Power Up Leaders Mixer. I'm so excited about that. The Power Up Leaders Mixer. This is a night where we come, we fellowship, we have fun, we have food, we meet new leaders, we, we get to know each other. I want to meet you in person. Join me. I want to know your name. I want to get to know what you do in ministry. And maybe I can connect with you in some way and help you along your leadership journey. So make sure you come. It's on August 26th. Go to my events. Go to my page. You'll see it. I'll share it. I want to see you there. I want to see you there so you can do that as well. Then also you might have enjoyed this talk and you say, okay, I'm shifting. My church is shifting. My ministry is shifting. My team is shifting. And I need somebody to help us navigate this shift. Help us to chart out the course, the implementation plan. You can book me. I can come to your church and do a session and help you guys gather the information and prepare a plan in order to shift. I'm willing to do that. Make sure you go to CoachRamsey.com for more information. Um, and then you can click book a session. If you want a one-on-one -on -one session with me, I can help you do it behind the scenes. You can present it to your team or you can have me come in and I'll be glad to meet with your team, your staff, your your um, organization, your church. I'll be glad to come in and do that. I want you to mark this date down Saturday, September 23rd, the Surge Youth Leader Summit is back we having our round two we did this back in may and it was phenomenal every seat was filled and when i tell you the lord visited his youth leaders in a very special and impactful way 
Oh my God. It was amazing. It was amazing. And so we're doing it again, Saturday, September 23rd. I want to see you there. Make sure you spread the word. Let everybody know um, that you can go onto Facebook. You can go actually to Eventbrite also and register. It's the surge, the number two dot eventbrite.com. And you can register for the surge. If you want to know more information about it, I'll be sharing it on my Facebook page. Like me, follow me, make sure that we're friends and we're followers and we're on Instagram together. Find me so that we can continue to connect because I believe that leadership is a journey and it's not to be done alone alone is to be done together with other people we can go further faster when we do it together is that right yeah that's right all right guys this has been real I love you guys I hope you got something out of today's information share this invite others and thank you again for joining us on the power up podcast lead it or leave it with your host Chanel Ramsey where we seek to inspire and empower today's leaders for more information about power up we invite you to visit us at powerupnetwork.org or you can reach us by email at info at powerupnetwork.org feel free to subscribe go on social media like our page and follow us till next week be inspired